Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Walden and with me today is Jill Gordon-Smith, who's a wine producer based in McLaren Vale in Australia. Welcome. Thanks. Welcome. It's great to be here, Monty. Now, just tell me straight away about what you've got planted in that little vineyard of yours in McLaren Vale. So we have Nera Davila, Montepulciano. We have Carignan or Carignano. And just halfway up Peters Creek Road up in Kaipo, we have Arnace. So why did you go for these Italian varieties? For a pretty good reason. I think that they're an intelligent response to what's happening with climate change in Australia. I also like to make wines that are lower in alcohol. And so I can make wines that are lower in alcohol and I love acid. So it seemed to be a perfect combination. So folks, if you're listening, you're 18 years old. When Jill says she loves acid, <laughs> what she actually means is she loves wines that have an inner freshness. That's right. Okay, so this is the thing about climate change and global warming. Obviously, McLaren Vale is, is, is obviously a warm, climated region, but it's not boiling hot because you've got oceanic influence. We do, and we're very close to the sea. But I think what we've been finding is we're a very sustainable region. We're really interested in finding varieties that actually work and give us you know, flavour and a little bit of uh, an individual and unique perspective. And I think Italian varieties work with our lifestyle. McLaren Vale is very Italian-focused, whereas the Bross is probably a little bit more German-focused. And these uh, varieties suit our lifestyle, and we're looking for new varieties that are going to work there. So when you say suit our lifestyle and McLaren Vale being Italian-focused, do you mean that's full of, it's full of Italian immigrants or it's it's... it's it's full of Italian grapes put there by people like you. No, we actually have a very, very high percentage of Italian people who settled in um, McLaren Vale from Elise and Abruzzo. And, uh, but we also have a very Mediterranean lifestyle. If you've ever been to McLaren Vale, we're right on the coast and we have great seafood. We've got an amazing sort of natural environment. And uh, this is working really well for us. And I think it's giving us a point of difference. So what's the advantage of, of planting those Italian grapes that you mentioned in terms of how they grow and make a wine that you don't have to mess about with too much in the winery to make something tasty? They handle the heat, they're fairly drought resistant and I can pick at an earlier, well I can pick with really good ripeness but at a, um, an, you know, a lower bome. So I can make wines of around 13%, 13.5% that still have flavour, have really good natural acidity and are really good food wines. Right, so what you're saying is that you're having the grapes when they ripen, they do two things, they ripen their flavours and their sugars, the sugar obviously gets converted to alcohol. And you say that these Italian varieties are pretty good because the two things coincide with them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I'm just finding because I make wines fairly minimally, so with minimal intervention, I can pick at a really good level of acidity and a really good level of ripeness and make very, very good food-friendly style wines with texture. So McLaren Vale, for my money, is, is the most exciting region in Australia at the moment in terms of sustainability. You know that's very close to my heart, organics, biodynamics. Do you think McLaren Vale is going to get copied by other Australian regions? Do you think, well, hang on, if, if the, guys, the guys and girls in McLaren Vale are starting, do you think McLaren Vale will lead the way in Australia for people planting more Italian Absolutely. I hope so. We, we have some, at the moment we have Fiano, Vermentino, uh, Sangiovese of course. We've had Coriol who was the, the leader in planting those sorts of varieties. Montepulciano is doing really well. We have 33 Nero Davila producers now, which is pretty exciting. Just in McLaren Vale? In McLaren Vale. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's really taking off. I was only there about, I know, three, four years ago. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'm pretty excited about that. And how do you how do you sell those to consumers? I mean, Australia's cellar door, wine, direct wine sales and wine is a big thing in Australia. How do you convince people, rather than buying their, their standard Shiraz or Merlot or Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc, you say, hang on, I've got a Nero Davila for you today. And they're, what the hell is that? Let them taste them, educate them. So um, I think we've, we're a pretty friendly sort of region and pretty open. And uh, the, yeah, we're having, we don't really, we're not having a problem. I only make very 
small production, but we sell out, and do we're you, in some of the best restaurants in Australia. Do you get Australian producers knocking on your door as well to ask you what are, you know what are you doing, how are you doing it? I do, but we also if I have a small retail shop, and every Friday night I run tastings for small producers that don't have cellar doors, and we have a lot of the wine community and just the general public come along and try new varieties. So I really give them the opportunity to try those varieties. What's the reaction normally when they have, just say someone has not tried a Nero Davila or a Fiano for the first time? What is their reaction? Is oh that's a bit odd or oh that's nice? No, that's nice, but they they always try and sort of put it into a, a box of is this like a Shiraz or is this like a Chardonnay? So yeah, they're usually pretty happy with it. They haven't had any problems whatsoever. So I mean, Australians are you are quite adventurous, aren't you? In terms here we of, are in terms <laughs> relaxed, of adventurous. Yes, it's not like a really hard sell. We don't do hard sell very well in Australia. I think we just want you to come along, have a drink, have something to eat, you know, hang around. And these are the sorts of, you know, with our seafood that we have, you know, we have a lot of really great restaurants in the region. Yeah, people are pretty adventurous. I think the days have passed when everybody was sort of stuck in boxes of Shiraz and Cabernet. And hopefully people are realising that Australia is more than that. And McLarenvale, with us, we've got a sustainability program that is a world class. We're actually going for world heritage status at the moment with an agrarian landscape. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty exciting time for McLarenvale. When you come to Italy, which are your favourite regions and why? Sicily. Just spent some time in Sicily and Sardinia and the Aeolian Islands last year. Uh, A lot of time in, in Tuscany. I'm pretty excited by most of the Italian regions, but especially Sicily and Sardinia. Could you make things like a ripasso, like a sort of Amaroni style where you are, or is that, is that too difficult? No, well, there's actually a really great producer called Colts Wines, and Mark Day specialises in Italian varieties. He worked for about 11 years here in Valpolicella and Suave, and he makes a true Amarone style with Shiraz. It's called the Pagan. It's really good. So, And we have a couple of producers doing Amarone styles. I haven't really thought about it. It's always good to hear a wine producer recommending one of their rivals, and, and oh, of course. it's such a new world thing, isn't it? You always, I, Every time you meet a new world winemaker, they're recommending their neighbours wine or it's a pretty tight-knit community and it's also I think just the Australian way to sort of you know let everyone have a crack and have a go and yeah I'm pretty excited by what's happening in my region is there a big learning curve if you plant an Italian grape variety rather than say Merlot or Chardonnay that you've all gone through university in in Australia learning about winemaking you learn with Cabernet Merlot etc Shiraz how difficult is it to change your mindset growing something like Fiano or Sangiovese or Nebbiolo well, we're learning. It's so new, we're still learning. And and most people will talk to each other, growers, winemakers. We'll, we'll all share information. And each year we just get better and better. So, yeah, it's going to take some time, but I think we're really getting there. I'm pretty the, excited. What, what have the main pitfalls been with the Italian varieties? Is it more about the marketing side rather than the it's growing marketing. side? marketing. Definitely marketing. The grapes are easy. I mean, I've been out in the vineyard and you see in those really big heats we get and you know how hot we can get in Australia. And we have, you know, some of our traditional varieties, you know, falling about, looking quite sort of dishevelled and the Italians are perky and, and happy. It's just about, it, it really, it's drought and water. That's our biggest issue. I mean, water costs a lot of money in Australia. So water that's for one irrigation. Of the, for irrigation. So Italian varieties, you know, they, they're going to be, I think, bigger and bigger. I mean, we've got Greco at Langhorn Creek. We have Fiano. We actually have Sagrantino in McLaren Vale, which is pretty interesting. A very small amount. And what's great when I come over here is Italian producers are really surprised that we're actually growing those grapes over there. But as you said earlier on, there are, you know, the, the Italian diaspora is in you know, California, Australia, maybe a little bit less uh, in New Zealand. But there, everywhere you go, you'll find Italian growing wine, right? So Absolutely. I mean, you think about Italy, everybody makes wine here. It's not, you don't have to be a wine producer. And we have the same thing happening in McLaren Vale. There's a lot of, you know, 
shed winemakers. Yeah, I'm very happy and I we've just grafted over Grillo, which is pretty exciting. So I think that's really going to work. I spent some time in Sicily at De Bartoli and trying Palermo, Trapani, trying as many Grillos as I could and I'm pretty excited about that. So you're going to make Australia's first Marsala? That'd be, oh gosh, I wish I could afford to. It's such a wonderful style and just such a shame that it's sort of fallen away a bit because I, I was really excited by Marsala. It'll bounce True back. Marsala. It'll it's bounce going back. to, definitely. Yeah, I love the fact that you use the word smart with your Italian grape varieties. You can mm. imagine them being these very well-dressed Italian grape varieties. Absolutely. And these Australian grape varieties, well, Australian French grape varieties, scruffy in their ripped jeans and shorts and all the rest of it. And the Italian varieties just, they, they work. Italians, lovely tan. Beautiful, perky and gorgeous, no sweating in the heat, absolutely. Perfect hair. Yes. A little bit of chest hair for the guys. (laughs) Anyway, listen, brilliant to talk to you. Yeah, thanks very much. And uh, we will follow your Italian or Italo-Australian project with keen interest. I hope so. I hope to see you out there. As you said earlier on, McLaren Vale really is one of the most dynamic regions on the planet. It uh, is. Not just because of the Italian, but it's got another string to its bow. And it's such a great opportunity to be here at VIA and actually learn from Ian Jagger. I passed. Oh, well done. This is my second shot. So I'm really happy because now I can go back and I can talk to our growers and I can talk to our winemakers with a little bit more authority because Ian's just such an amazing uh, talent and somebody to learn from. Pretty excited to be here. Great. Good to meet you. Yeah, lovely to meet you too. What a fantastic project. Thank you. Super duper. Thanks. Follow us at Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook.